Section 18 of The Fasti. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. The Fasti by Ovid. Translated by John Benson Rose. Section number 18. Now when Tithonus plains for his lost bride, and Lucifer has risen from the tide, up, Bonometres, up your festival Matralia is to-day. Ye offer all cakes to the Theban goddess. An area famed between the circus and the bridge was named from a bull's statue there, and on this day the sceptred Servius in state array ordained a temple to our parent dame, Matuta. Now who the goddess is, and whence she came, and why she chases handmaids from her shrine, for chased they are from thence, and why in fine she wants cakes toasted, Bacchus, for you know, with grape and ivy bound about your brow, if that she be of yours, my shallop steer. Jove, too obsequious to your mother's prayer, sweet Semele consumed, and Ino took care of thee, child. All other care forsook, save care for thee, Juno in rage, because she reared a foster-child, who rescued was from concubine of Jove, whom she had doomed. And yet she was her sister who consumed. So Athamas was maddened, and he slew his son, the young Liarchus. Ritual due you gave to him, and then with floating hair, from funeral pyre returning as you were, you snatched young Melicerta from his bed, and burst away unto a rocky head which separates two seas, one little neck of land washed by two waters. There you took your stand, hugging your son in your insanity, and plunged with him from cliff into the sea, from the high cliff. Them Panope received, she and her hundred sisters them relieved, and bore them softly on their watery tide, for not yet was Leucothoe deified, nor was Palaemon fixed on Tiber's flood. There is a grove there, hardly understood whether of Semele or Stimula. The Maenads of Sonian dwelt there, and Ino asked of them, Who owned these plains? Arcadians, they replied, Evander reigns. Saturnia heard descending in disguise, she to the Latin Maenads replies, O simpletons, O blockheads, ye're mad. This stranger comes unfriendly and unbad. By fraud she seeks to learn our mysteries. A pledge she has for penalty. Him sees. O ere she well had done, the thyad choir yelled there Ulala, and with streaming hair laid hands on her, and strove to tear away young Malacurta from her arms. And they invoked the gods, albeit ignorant what gods and man to aid a suppliant, a mother in despair. The rocks reply, and Aventine re-echoed to her cry. Eteus heard, he had just driven thence, the kind Iberian. Hating violence, he heard the cry and to the rescue dashed, at whose approach the female crew abashed, turned turpidly and fled. And Hercules her recognising, Aunt of Bacchus, says, what dost thou hear? Say, doth the deity that vexes me, Doth she too harass thee? And she replied, but told but half the tale, 
the presence of her son caused her to fail she blushed to make confession before him now frenzy had transported her to crime fame swift and busy ever now upsoars and vaunts the name of ino on these shores carmentis welcomed her and as her guest she broke her fast and sunk to needful rest the tegian priestess made her cakes baked hurriedly upon the hearth she rates that rustic kindness shown upon that day amidst her brightest beams of memory therefore matralia on we offer cakes and now she said o prophetess the fates are known to you unseal then their decree and add that boon to hospitality there was no pause straightway the godhead fired the mortal frame and all her soul inspired scarcely the matron might you recognize so holier statelier grown to human eyes burst into joy my song rejoice she sung i know thy toils are ended us among here must thou dwell henceforth for i to be goddess marine and benign deity thy melicerta too must be the same and he and thou receive another name thou by the greeks leucothoe called by us matuta and in port all naval just shall centre in your son palaemon they shall name his goddess and portunus we arise assume your duties and your state they bowed a sentence and it followed straight names changed and ended toils and miseries now one a god and one a goddess is and why you ask why handmaids hated are the faithless athamas cadmeida wrought folly with thy maid to hurt the queen she told him that a dusted grain had been served out unto the husbandman for seed Ino denied the calumny indeed but what of that it was received as sooth that girl's immodesty and want of truth have caused her chase them all with little ruth now let not anxious mothers prayers prefer for blessing for their offspring unto her she was a hapless mother of her own but useful she was unto her sister's son to bacchus was therefore invoked may be for brothers or for sisters progeny slaughter of the rutilii and didii it is recorded that she said to thee consul rutilius hurry not to be slain on my feast day by the marcian foe despite her warning words it followed so Tolinus rolled his waters gory red with blood of slain the consul with the dead and the succeeding year and morning same saw didius die doubling the marcian fame temple of fortune dedicated on the same morning on the self-same site did the same hand of the fane of fortune pite but who is this who lies therein perdue beneath the toga it is servius true tis servius that is certain why he lies obscured therein to my mind doubtful is she child celestial owning love concealed blushed deeply red to find her love revealed love for a mortal man her spirit yearned with passion for the king her bosom burned for him not blind in that wanted she was withal to seek him through a casement window small 
from whence a royal portal bears the name of fenestella but now she blushes shame and o'er herself and features spreads the veil and toga o'er the king another tale perchance has more verisimilitude after the death of tullius grief ensued the commons mourning o'er their peaceful chief and seeking mitigation for their grief covered his statue with their togas broad and hid from sight their lost and murdered lord another tale and longer must i sing yet i will rein my steeds within the ring tullia had compassed wedlock and possessed of the reward of wickedness addressed her husband thus what doth it boot to be steeped in our kindred slaughter you and me in blood of sister and of brother slain if piously contented we remain my husband and your wife need not have died if virtuously we stop now satisfied up i present you with a dowry good my father's head and seat my father's blood now as thou art a man put forth thy hand and take that dowry seize on the command regality is criminal now steep thy hand in mine in blood paternal reap the throne and reign so did she goad him on till he a commoner seized regal throne the commons thunder-stricken rushed to arms and followed straight blood slaughter and alarms infirm old age succumbed superbus sate sceptred and throned upon the seat of state neath the esquilian servius lay slain beneath his palace bloody on the plain his daughter in her chariot down that street rode to the roof paternal at her feet the body lay the startled charioteer reined up the horses as he dropped a tear haughty and bold she bade him to go on nor tempt her wrath by weeping like a loon go on she said drive the wheels over him the fact is true they crushed him face and limb the fact is true the street is called from it the scelleratus appellation fit yet further tullia dared to touch the fane memorial of her father deed profane another marvel followed thereupon there sat the imaged tullius on his throne the statue cast its hand before its eyes and spoke and said oh shield me from surprise cover my face and let it not behold my wicked daughter's face with toga fold they covered up his face as it behoved which fortune suffered not to be removed for thus she spoke forth from her sacred fane if e'er the features be unveiled again of servius tullius shame departeth hence o roman matrons on no vain pretence touch ye the toga but be it yours to pray rome's seventh king may lie concealed alway under the roman garb that fane was burned flames spared that statue mulciber returned to save his son for tullius was the son of mulciber corniculum when won the fair ocrisia there was captive made in company with tanaquil she paid the sacred rites she libated the wine in sacrifice upon the sculptured shrine amidst the ash a naked form appeared the captive maid commanded 
it upreared and by it became pregnant servius thus was born of seed celestial proof to us the father gave when in a fiery cone the coruscating flame upsoared upon the head and hair of his acknowledged son temple of concordia dedicated and thou concordia livia enshrined in fane magnificent thee she assigned unto her spouse adored yet be it known of all that fane the portico alone of all that house immense descends to us the walls of many a city populous circled an area smaller than its wall tis levelled now but for no crime at all save luxury baneful to common weal caesar subverted it with courage leal to public good and to his private cost so does our censor act no deed is lost when that the censor practices in sooth the morals he enjoins to roman youth temple to jupiter invictus the next day is a blank as the ides rove the temple blazed to the unconquered jove quinquatria minora quinquatria the lesser is my task minerva auburn-haired thee do i ask to aid me in my duty tell me why the strolling player of the pipe flouts by through thoroughfares of rome throughout the town in masks disguises and the trailing gown tritonia answered me deposed the spear oh would that i could utter words as clear in the old age the player of the flute was much esteemed his pipe was never mute it sounded in the temples at the games it sounded too amidst funereal flames payment made labour sweet until in brief times changed and grecian customs came to grief the aedial also limited their men attendant on funeral pomps to ten therefore they left the city and they went exiled to tiber tiber sometimes lent exiles asylum and then ceased the sound of music at the scene the altars round nor choir nor dirge accompanied the dead a certain man of tiber who had spared a term of slavery there but who then free from term of time of noble soul was he prepared a feast in rural villa and invited thereunto the exiled band twas night and wine and revelry had pressed hard on the eyes and spirits of each guest when rushed a man with preconcerted tale and said away with feast convivial thy manumitter comes and is at hand to cut and run uprose the tuneful band but could not manage it strong wine betrays and tipsiness the staggering foot berays but their host cried depart and hurled them in a wattled wagon hoisted thick and thin and there they lay time wine and motion wrought and on they slept to tiber as they thought but on the wagon went to rome and passed the hill esquilian and at morn stood fast right in the forum plautius ready there them to befriend number and calling were to be enshrouded from the senate's eyes therefore he masked them put them in disguise of trailing garments and long robes and made them join the female troop 
and so arrayed, unnoticed they returned. This stratagem deceived his colleague persecuting them, and pleased the many. The commons all were pleased. Now on the Ides all order is defeased. In dresses quaint, sanctioned by custom long, they vent their merriment in ancient song. Minerva seized. Again I dared to say. Still must I ask the reason why today is called Quinquatrus. March holds a feast to me, called by that name, she said. Tibicinae are votaries of mine. I was the first to drill the box and pipe with stops and notes at will. The melody pleased well. But when before the watery mirror, how deformed I wore, my puffed-out virgin cheeks. No, no, I cried. My tibia, farewell, you touch my pride, and cast it in the flood. A satyr found, and struck with marvel heard the pleasing sound. Though ignorant of stops, he piped away, whilst now his lips and now his fingers play. The nymphs applauded. So he bragged and played, and challenged Phoebus. Vanquished, Phoebus flayed him bone and limb. Yes, I invented flutes. The science takes its place midst my pursuits. Hyades arise, temple of Vesta purified. On the third dawn, Dodonian Thyene, bright on the forehead of the bull, will be, and Father Tiber, thou dost purge away the dust and ash of Vesta on this day. Zephyrus blows. And if ye trust in winds, O mariners, spread sails. Tomorrow Zephyrus bestirs. Orion rises. But when the sire of the bright Heliades shall plunge his radiant beams in western seas, and with his star serene fulfills his track, the son of Hyraeus will show his back. Delphin rises, Volsci and Aequi conquered. On the next night Delphin appears in sight. Tis long ago since he beheld the flight of Volsci and of Aequi on thy meads. Algida terra, and of milk-white seeds, Jubertus Posthumus unto thy car, assigned for triumph in suburban war. Sol in Cancer, Temple to Minerva. Twelve days remain of June, add one day more, Sol quitting Gemini now passes o'er to Cancer, ruddy raid. Palace divine this day was worshipped on Mount Aventine. Temple to Sumanus. And now, Laomedon, thy daughter bright, rising dispels the damps and dews of night. Sumanus, whosoe'er he was, received his temple here. Twas when the Romans grieved by Pyrrhus were, and him supreme believed. Ophiuchus rises. When Galatea shall have welcomed her in waves paternal, when, seized daily stir, stillness and quiet reign, the youth appears, smitten by thunderbolt of Jove, who bears the double snakes knotted upon his hand. Phaedra and Theseus. We now understand how lust and how injustice doomed their son. The pious boy exiled was journeying on unto Trozena, when a blatant bull rose on the crested wave, uprising full in front of startled steeds. Nor voice nor rein of their undaunted lord might them restrain. 
O'er rocks and crags they bolted, till the car was broken, overturned, and onward far they dragged their lord, enveloped by the reins, lifeless and crushed. Diane indignant plains, but Coronides said, I can restore the pious boy to life, so grieve no more, the sombre fates must yield unto my art. From ivory box herbs he selected part, the which the shade of Glaucus had approved the benefit, for Aesculapius roved searching for simples once, and killed a snake, and saw its fellow herbs remedial take, and him resuscitate. He smote the breast thrice, and with words remedial addressed and raised the head from earth. Dictina hides him in her grove, he in the glen abides as Verbius by the lake Arecinon. But Clymenus and Clotho plaints began, she for her twisted thread was tied again, and he for scorn done to his nether reign. And Jupiter was wrath, and levelled hath his thunderbolt, for in unsanctioned path the augur wrought with aid unwarranted. But plain not, Phoebus, that thy son is dead. He is a god. Be friends with Jupiter. Be reconciled with him, who dares confer things upon thee, which else forbidden are. Flaminius conquered. I would not, Caesar, though you hurrying were to victory, bid you the standard rear if auspices forbade. Witness to us have been Flaminius and the banks of Trasimene, how the just gods gave augury by birds. A day of rashness and of lost past words was the eighth day before the end of June. Syphax and Hasdrubal conquered. But the next morning sings another tune. Then Massinissa conquered Syphax, and Hasdrubal fell by act of his own hand. Feast of Fourth Fortuna Time flits away, years roll on silent wing. The hours unreigned, old age and feeblest bring. How quickly cometh forth Fortuna's feast! Yet seven morns and June will be released. Now go, Quirites, go and celebrate the goddess Fors where she doth habitate on Tiber's banks by bounty of the king. On foot, on board, go hurry scurrying. Nor blush returning home inebriate, barks garlanded to carry you await. And as you float, indulge in cups of wine. The commons love her. He who built her shrine was but of rank plebeian, but he swayed the regal sceptre which all ranks obeyed. And Fors upholds the slave, for Tullius sprung from a bondswoman, ranking them among, and he to Fors Fortuna raised the fane. Orion's zone rises, summer solstice. From her suburban temple one again, returning glorious, apostrophizes thus, Orion rising. Belt, unseen by us, to-day and perhaps to-morrow will appear, Orion afterwards, who, if he were but sober in his wits, would also say, The summer solstice doth recur to-day. Temple to the Lares with morning dawn rites are to Lares paid, and chaplets offered by hands skilful made. Temple to Jupiter Stator, and Stator hath his dedicated shrine by Romulus, in front of Palatine. Temple to Quirinus, and you Quirinus, in the Trabea, 
three days before june closes worshipped are feast of hercules and the muses and with to-morrow morn july is born pierian maidens let me have no scorn in my last task pierian maidens tell who placed ye here conjoint with him to dwell who suffered scathe of juno hercules so i and cleo said memorial tis philippus of the great and of his child marcia the beautiful and the undefiled with name deduced from ancus martius and piety her wit and genius hereditary loveliness of face all on a par with birth deem it not base to praise her loveliness we laud the grace of goddesses celestial they were allied to house of caesar by philippus's bride o oh, grace and glory woman worthiest hail and all hail so cleo her addressed with the assent of all the gifted choir alcides nodding with responsive lyre end of section eighteen end of the fasti by ovid translated by john benson rose